Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. What a great command. In everything, give thanks. That always keeps your heart right when you keep an attitude of praise and worship. Always. Always. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Just talk to God for a moment. Just for a little bit. Just, just talk to God. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We trust you tonight. There's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like you, Father. We give you glory because you're faithful. We give you glory, Lord, because you're holy. We believe you, Lord. In the midst of it all, we honor you that we can meet. We honor you that we can still meet as church family, part of the body of Christ here, Lord, to worship together, to study the word together, and to be around people who believe in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We trust you tonight. There's no one like you. We believe and we trust you tonight, God. Thank you, Father. May your word fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, may it fall on good ground. Lord, that every word spoken tonight would minister grace unto the hearers. Your hand of grace and power and might, Lord. We thank you. We believe you. We honor you. We welcome you in this place, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. It is good to see everybody in the house. Please be seated. If you're at home and you're standing, you can go ahead and be seated too. It's good to have everybody here. So good. So question. If you could choose and you said, man, I know we already agree we need moisture, right? We need moisture here, some form of moisture. People say we need rain or whatever. So if you could choose, would you rather have rain or snow? So though all those in favor of rain, raise your hand. You cannot vote twice. Raise your hand if you say, I'd rather have rain than snow. A few of you. A few of you. Okay. All right. All right. How about snow? Okay. And you can't vote twice. So if mom catches you voting twice, one of your votes is canceled. All right. So <laughs> how about those that say, you know what? Not rain. I would love some snow, though. Raise your hand. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, we, we have extra kids in the house tonight, though, so I don't know if they swung the vote. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, it is what it is. Praise God. Does anybody have any good news tonight before I get straight into the word? Does anybody have good news tonight? Anything you want to say? No? You're healthy. You're here. We just had worship. I mean, you're in a nice temperature-controlled room. Christmas is coming up. Man, you got a lot to look forward to. Any good news? All right. Well, we're going to continue today in the book of Philippians. We started a new epistle. And this letter is from Paul and Timothy, if you recall. And they're, reading to God, they're writing to God's holy people in Philippi. So we got into the first chapter already. Uh, it's two weeks ago because we didn't meet last week because of Thanksgiving. But let's go down to verse 9. I want to reread that verse. Verse 9. Philippians 1, 9. And he says, I pray that your love 
will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Is love important? Love's important, isn't it? Scripture talks about they will know us by our love. Now, the world has tried to imitate that, and they make songs on the power of love and this and that, and that's great. Love is great, but there's different kinds of love. The greatest kind of love is agape love. That is the love of God. Agape love is, is forgiving. It gives chances. Agape love is not selfish. You guys know about human love, right? Because you're humans. We know about human love. All right? We've heard the stories say, well, I don't love you anymore. What? You can't just turn that on and off. I know I understand where they're coming from, but still, love is important. And he's praying right here that our love will overflow more and more and that we'll keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Scripture says love covers a multitude of sins. Wow. Scripture also says that faith works by what? Faith works by love. If you've ever studied 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, talks about what, man, if I could prophesy, do all these great things, speak in tongues, and all that's great according to Scripture. Exercise spiritual gifts, give up everything, do all these great things, but if I don't have love, man, what's the point? All right? So when you walk in love, there's something special, something amazing about that. All right, so let's go on to the next verse. Verse 10, For I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Man, what really matters in the grand scheme of things? It's amazing after you've owned something and you've had something and you've, man, you've achieved goals and everything. What really matters is, remember that verse? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What really matters is the condition of your walk with God. Right? The condition of your relationship with God. I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. All right, so let's go on to the next verse. And guys, I realize, no king's kids tonight. Do your best. Y'all are doing great. I, I know. I know. You're doing great. I hear stomping feet and all kinds of stuff. But y'all hang in there. It's going to be okay. Here we are. We're together. We're meeting. It's old school style. Everybody together. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. This is great. The fruit of your salvation. So, if God is creating change in your life, you're going to bear fruit, right? Let's get into the fruit stories again. I've told y'all stories about the trees in our yard, and then our neighbor has a tree that's a pecan tree. And that pecan tree, I've never seen it give apples, ever. Just pecans, and the dogs love them. They crunch them. <laughs> they just kind of crunch them. So interesting. It's wood, and they just tear it up, and they get into the pecans, the, the meat of it, the nut. But the trees in our yard, then we have a mulberry tree, we have a pear tree. You know, you'll see other uh, trees around town, and they give different types of fruit or whatever. I think on, on a, a route that my wife and I take on a walk, there's an apple tree. Your life as believers should bear the fruit of righteousness. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by whom? Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to whom? God. So folks are looking at your fruit. You are actually called to be, and my dad said this for years, you're actually called to be fruit inspectors. You know a tree by its fruit. It doesn't mean you go around going, guessing and trying to judge and be harsh and be condemning. No. 
But there are those that do a lot of talking, but the fruit of their lives doesn't add up, doesn't make sense. It doesn't balance out to what they're saying. So we've got to live our lives according to God's word, and we've got to bear fruit. Let's go on to that next verse. And I want you to know, the Apostle Paul says, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. Is that wild? He says, everything that has happened to me here. And this guy, this guy, man, he's in prison. He's in prison. Those are words of faith. I want you to know everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. What you and I believe in. Scripture, God's word, all right? For everyone here, look at this, including the whole palace guard. One translation says the praetorium. The palace guard, they're the ones who guarded the emperor in Rome, right? You've seen movies about that. It's the praetorium. It describes all of the praetorian guards who surround the emperor and protect him, like the secret service, all right? For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. The Apostle Paul is saying, even the stuff I'm going through is giving glory to God. They know why I'm here. It's all because of Jesus. Look at this next verse. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. The Apostle Paul's hardships and the fact that he was in prison was giving believers that knew about it courage. They said, wow, he's in prison for his faith. We need to act strong here. We need to be bold and courageous. That's amazing. I'm going to tell you something right now. I've had the privilege of meeting and being a friend with Pastor Joel Stockstill. Many of you know who he is. And he's lived an interesting life. He, um, Gosh, I think it was 20 years ago that his kidneys failed. And just knowing him personally and knowing his story has helped to give me courage many times because I know him personally. And he's come to this church a couple times. And I know that I, I, I've gone through things before and dealt with ailments and seen grief and loss. And then I've watched this guy's life. He's a man of God. And I say, wow, he, he had kidney failure. So he goes to dialysis a few times a week. Are you all familiar with dialysis? You get hooked up to a machine and it basically filters out your whole blood supply, doesn't it? Well, you're thinking, man, that was enough. This guy's, man, he's prophetic. God's hand is on him. At one point, he had the largest youth group in the United States. It was like 7,000 kids. Crazy. And sick the whole time. Well, guess what? He marries a young lady, a lovely lady. And his kidneys have already failed, so he's battling in his body. And he marries a young lady, and she dies. I remember when it happened, I was stunned. I thought, wow, the things this guy has gone through. He's remarried now, but I've watched his life, and I've said, wow, that gives me boldness. It gives me courage to know someone who's been through stuff. I've watched my parents go through stuff in life. I've watched my dad go through stuff, and it gives me courage. That's why I love getting up here and being so transparent and honest about even my flaws, but I love talking and testifying about the things God has brought me through, and he's changed in my life because it gives others hope and courage. He says, because of my imprisonment, what I'm going through, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. You remember the story of Job in the Old Testament? At one point, I love your honesty. You've got to check that out. It'll blow you away. It'll blow you away. At one point, his wife says, they've lost everything. Bible scholars believe it's actually the oldest book in the Bible. Interesting. Genesis was written later by Moses, but Job, he preceded 
Moses on the chronological calendar there. So Job's story was older than even Moses, according to many theologians and scholars. At one point, he'd gone through so much, they'd lost all their kids, they'd lost all their flocks and their wealth, everything had gone wrong, and Job's wife told him, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job, at one point, look, look at this, this is wild. At one point, Job says, he says, even though the Lord slays me, I love that translation, he said, yet though he slay me, still I will trust him. He said, if God wipe me out, if God wipe me off the face of the earth, I'll still trust him. And he, doesn't, he didn't have scripture like us. He didn't know the things we know. He didn't know that there was a heavenly wager going on. He said, what? Oh yeah, the beginning of the book of Job says that Satan showed up to God and the Lord said, have you seen my servant Job? He's mature, he's godly, he shuns evil, and, and, then, and then the enemy told, told the Lord, mm-hmm. does, he, does he worship and thank you without reason? You've protected him. Take away his protection and he'll curse you. And God gave the enemy permission to attack Job's life, but he, the bottom line was you can do what you want with him, but don't take his life from him. He's still mine. And I'm going to show you that he will not deny me, basically. That gives me great boldness. I'm telling you, I've read through Job through some of the hardest times of my life. And I'm like, how is it he didn't even have the knowledge I have or we have in Scripture? And all he, did he make some mistakes? Sure. You can study that book, but the guy still, he was, he never cursed God or wrongly accused God no matter what. Never. At one point, he even made a crazy prophetic statement. He said, oh, and he's, he's talking about his relationship with God, and he said, oh, oh that I, I wish that I had someone to stand between me and God, and he could set a hand on both of us. He was prophesying the coming of Jesus, even before the book of Genesis was written. Interesting. But the guy stayed faithful, and his story gives us great encouragement, doesn't it? Because of my imprisonment, Paul says, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. That's why we need God's Word. We need to be encouraged by the stories from Scripture. You say, man, is it proven? Oh, over and over again, Scripture's proven even archaeologically. You've got to look into this. You've got to get into the Bible and start reading. Let's get to the next verse here. Look at this. It's true. This is interesting right here. It's true, the Apostle Paul here says, some are preaching out of jealousy, Excuse me, and rivalry. That's odd, isn't it? Some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. What does the next verse say? They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Right? We are partners in the faith. We're fellow workers, right? But then look at the next verse. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition. I've met some of those. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. That's a really interesting story, isn't it? But look what the Apostle Paul goes on to say. He's saying there's some fake preachers out there. They're preaching with the wrong motives, but he goes on to say what? Look at this. But that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way, so I rejoice. That... (laughs) That is one of those statements that shakes me to my core. 
Paul was so mature in God that he said, ah, oh, they can do what they do, but God is going to use what they're saying because they're preaching the word, even if it's out of wrong motives. <laughs> Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and will continue to rejoice. What does the next verse say? For I know that as you pray for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Wow. Huh. I love this verse. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. And we've got to remember that, man. I had the privilege of doing a memorial service today. And I have, I have mixed emotions about funerals and memorial services. I, I am a guy, who, many people, y'all know me, I'm in touch with my emotions. I don't have a hard time getting mad. I don't have a hard time shedding a tear either. All right? I have self-control, but I, I, I'm passionate. I have a passionate nature. So funerals are tough on me, especially when I knew the folks who passed away. But at the same time, I love it that in funerals I have a captive audience and folks are vulnerable and their hearts are ready to hear the gospel. And every chance I get, because this is the way my mentor taught me, I lead people in the sinner's prayer, and I love that. I love that. But here's what I'm getting at. I had a memorial service today. This, this Friday I have a funeral. Somebody I love dearly. And I'm seeing lives and I say, wow, this is so important that we honor God while we live or when we die. My mom's funeral touched my heart because God was honored that day. She died, but man, she left a legacy. And the week before, I'll still, I still remember some of the stories some of you told. When I said, do you have any stories or anything you'd like to say about my mom? It was the day after she'd passed away. That was on a Sunday. And folks told some interesting stories that I didn't know about. But her legacy was remembered and honored, and it was honoring Jesus. She was no longer with us in body. She'd gone on to be with heaven. Scripture says, absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. But it's so important to me when I see this. The, the legacy of the righteous, the legacy of those who decided to serve God and follow him. To this day, I'm talking about my grandpa. Y'all hear me bring him up sometime, my grandpa Treadwell or my grandpa Senna. Men who marked up their Bibles. I have some of my grandpa Treadwell's Bibles. I have several of them, and he has written throughout those Bibles. I have his New Testament that's in Greek, and he's... He was writing in that, it's Greek and English, and then I've got different versions of his that he was writing in. And even though he's in heaven, he's still honoring God with his, his memory. And that's for me and you. Let me read that whole verse again. Can we do that whole verse again, Mauricio? For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ. Your life will bring honor to Jesus, in Jesus' name, whether we live or die. That's powerful. Let's go on to the next one. Huh. For to me, the apostle here says, living means living for Christ. And dying, this is shocking, is even better. 
this guy, man, he, he met Jesus and he was able to say, living means living for Christ. If we live or die, there's a song that they sing in the Spanish service that they used to, no matter what we do, if we live or die, it's for Jesus. Living means living for Christ and dying's even better. Why? Because we get to be with him. That is powerful. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. Look at the discussion he's having. If I live, I can still do stuff on earth here for the Lord. Right? So I really don't know which is better. So honest. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. Maybe you've felt this way before. Not just to escape things, but you say, man, it would be better in heaven. Oh, man, I'd get to be with the ones who have gone on to be with Jesus. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But look at this. Look at what he says next. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Man, y'all got a lot ahead of y'all. Y'all got a lot ahead of y'all in here, man. I can, tell, I can look in this room. I don't know who's watching tonight. But in this room, there is so much waiting in the future for you all right now. You have so much to look forward to. Keep serving God. We're not going to worry about tomorrow. I mentioned this in the memorial service today. We're not going to worry about tomorrow. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow because there's enough trouble for today. Yes, but he never said, don't plan for tomorrow. Proverbs says, you look ahead and you see danger, you see different things, and you make preparations. So keep making preparations. Look, take care of yourself like you're going to live to be 100. But stay close to God and be kind to people like you have five minutes left. Live like this is your last moment. Your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Who needs to hear this tonight? Let's find out, though. I remember years ago, I heard sermons preached about, man, why didn't folks give flowers to their mom while they were alive? I was a flower giver. I still am. They got to be the right price, though. I'm like, what? I'll draw her a flower for that. I mean, and I'll charge her the difference. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with y'all. But no, I mean, you know, when they're ridiculous and they're ugly flowers, I'm like, $20, that's whack. And others would just drop money on dozens, and that's cool. Praise God. I've always been a flower giver. I give Jen different color roses and different flowers and stuff. But when my mom was alive, I liked giving her flowers too. And mom liked jewelry. She wasn't real particular about real expensive stuff. But I remember one time I gave her a little ring with a ruby in it. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember if the ruby was real or not. Was anyone in here born in July? Anyone? I think that's the birthstone for July. Is it red? Is it the ruby? Okay. Okay, I, I was like, there's a reason why I gave her a ruby ring. It was years ago. Man, she treasured it. She treasured it. I, <coughs> excuse me. I'm so excited that I got to spend time with my mom and give her stuff while she was here on earth with me. And while I'm here with you, it's better that I continue to live because I can keep encouraging you. I can keep telling you the truth. I can keep comforting you. I can keep speaking God's word. I can keep praying for you. But man, one day when we cross over and go to heaven, I cannot even begin to explain to you. Streets of gold, that's beyond me. That's beyond me. But that day will come. But like someone else said, not yet. Let's go on to the next verse. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive <laughs> 
Powerful words here. So I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. You don't even realize that many of you are still alive in here, man, teaching your kids, teaching your relatives, being a light to people. You're the, you are the, the evidence and the power of a changed and transformed life, and you're alive so you can continue to help folks to grow and experience the joy of their faith. And when I come to you again, he says, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Above all, look at this, we talked about heaven a while ago. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. I'm going to linger on this verse for a while, okay? We're not even changing screens, I'm going to just read the first part of it. You must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. How do you think a citizen of heaven should live? What do you think? Do, are there any answers in the house? How would a citizen of heaven live? How, would you, how do you think you would live if you were in heaven right now? Oh, perfect honesty. Perfect truth constantly. That's a great answer. Someone said joy? I love joy. I need to look this up, but it seems like I skimmed across something today that said that is the mo most repeated commandment in the Bible to have joy, but it may be fear not. I need to look into that one. But joy, okay, what else? What else will there be in heaven? Peace. Perfect love. Perfect love. You're not even going to need any light lamps or light bulbs or LEDs in heaven because God's light is going to illuminate the whole thing. Look into Revelation about that. That is, that is powerful. What else in heaven? No more tears or sorrow. None. Citizens of heaven. You can deal with each other perfectly. Can you imagine that? I can hardly imagine that. You know how it is, even with folks at the store or in marriage relationships or in a parent and children relationships or different relationships, family or friends. There's misunderstandings, aren't there? We use words that irritate people sometimes. We use words and they're like, you know what? I, that offends me. Wait, what? What did I just do? I've done it and I've had it done to me. I've said things and it totally offended someone. And I was like, wait, I was, I was trying to be playful. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, crud. Oh, Lord, help me. I did not mean to do that. And other people have said stuff and it irritated the heck out of me. And they're like, what did I just say? <laughs> I'm all that word right there. I don't like that. Don't use that for me. You know, he said, oh, was it a cuss word? It doesn't have to be. We're humans. We're imperfect. We deal with people. We take offense sometimes. And so help us God. Right. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Walk in love. Look at this. I, God gave me three simple points last night in Bible study, and I mentioned it briefly. Stay in the word, pray and connect. Is that simple? That's what you're doing here tonight. That's what y'all are doing here at home to the best of your ability over the live stream. You are staying in the word and connecting tonight. That's why we have connect groups. That's why I have a Bible study group of all men. Why? Because, yeah, we got to pray, we got to stay in the word, and we got to connect. Did you know Hebrews 10.25 says you need to meet together? Don't ever stop meeting together. Why? You encourage each other. I believe that's part of being a citizen of heaven. You're always going to be in community with someone. Always relating to someone. God created us that way. And then he goes on to say this. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit. Someone say one spirit. 
One spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith. Oh, I like that. Fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Man, I feel like we've had to do that this year, huh? Church closures and all kinds of stuff, fighting together for the faith. Man, but we've hung tight. We have hung in there. It's amazing. I'm so proud of this, this church. I'm so proud of Kingsgate Church in Central Victoria, and I've seen your lives. And it, let's just be real. COVID has been a strain on everybody in some way. Whether or not you're worried about that stupid little bug, that virus, and you say, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah, well, you, that's fine, and praise God, you shouldn't be. But, man, it's affected work. It's affected relationships. It's affected trips. It's affected this, that, and the other. And we go, oh, my gosh, is this ever going to end? I, I don't know, but I know God is faithful. And somehow he still continues to give us joy in the journey. There's always something else to look forward to. You say, man, on my roughest day, I don't know. Yeah, you still got heaven to look forward to. Man, on my roughest day, we're still going to have church next Sunday. We're still going to, man, Christmas is still coming. Say, man, Christmas, I don't know. Make it the best that you possibly can. Look at some lights. Drink some hot cocoa. Say a prayer together, man. I remember growing up, my dad and my grandpa and, and other ministers in our family, I'm privileged to have had, on both sides of the family, there were pastors and ministers. But I remember one side of the family, we'd go to see Grandpa Treadwell, and we were ready to open gifts. We were, man, I remember thinking, what did I get this year? I cannot wait. And I was one of the older cousins. I think I was the second oldest on the Treadwell side. But I said, man, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. And then dad or grandpa would say, okay, everybody sit down. We're going to read the Christmas story together. And they did it so many years. And I, I wanted to hear the Christmas story. God knows I've always loved his word. But I remember thinking, I hope y'all pick one of the shorter versions. Because I knew even young, even before I was a teenager, I knew real well. I said, I know, I know there's, there's some different, there's some gospels in there. Which one are y'all going to pick? So you don't, read the, don't read the 60 verse version or anything, you know. And sometimes we'd get to read and stuff. But that really honored God. And that always touched my heart, knowing that we were standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Did you know when you show up at church and we meet, you show up on the live stream, we're fighting together for the faith. Did you know when you share your faith, you're fighting with us for the faith? Did you know when you speak the truth, when you walk in love, when you forgive someone, when you walk the Christian walk, did you know you're fighting for the faith? It is so easy to be like everybody else in the world. Y'all ever met folks like that? They say, i got to be me, man. i got to be different. But why do y'all all look the same? Why do y'all all act the same? The world, it's like carbon copies of each other. True individualism is coming to know Jesus because the more you know about God, the more you know Him, the better you know Him, the more you find yourself. I've seen that. That's true. You can really be yourself in Christ. You say, well, but y'all are all talking faith. Yeah, but we're all individuals still. And I can prove it scripturally. He says we are the body of Christ. We all are different parts of the body. A foot cannot be a mouth. Can you imagine if I was trying to feed some food to my toes. And I've told people before, I, I'm very confident about my feet or whatever. I'd let y'all see my feet. doesn't bother me. But I have hobbit feet. There's hair on them. And then they're just, they're, they're kind of wide like that. It's hobbit feet. I said it one time before mom passed away. And she said, don't ever talk bad about your feet. You have beautiful feet. I said, mom, 
They are what they are, man. I'm married. My wife loves me. I'm okay with them. I'll get a pedicure once a year just to get them toenails trimmed back or something, you know, a little bit, if, you know. But different body parts have different functions, and that's you and me. That's you and me. Say, man, the eye, can you imagine if your eye said, I want to be the nose, I want to smell stuff. And the nose says, no, I should be able to see through these two. I got two holes here, I should be able to, have, be able to see through there. That'd be weird. But God has called you to a certain place in his kingdom. You are the body of Christ. And we are standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Let's do one more verse. Don't be an intent. Well, I'm going to stop here tonight, and then we'll pray. Let me just discuss this briefly. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved. Don't be intimidated. Is that a powerful verse? You say, you can't shake me. I'm not worried about you. God is faithful. God is with me. I, I really learned that. That was drilled into me as a child. It was drilled into my head. Mom and dad would say, hey, the fear of man is a trap. You don't fear people or what they can do. Even Jesus said, don't fear people. Fear him who can throw both soul and body into hell. Whoa, Pastor Matt, did you just say that? Yeah, it's in the word. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they're going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved. Wow. What verse is that? We're already on 28. Beautiful. Thank you. Do not be intimidated. Don't be afraid. And, and here's the thing. You say, man, enemies. Yeah, there's times. Remember, some people just aren't going to like you. But Scripture says in Proverbs, if a man or woman's ways please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. I have people that didn't like me, but they just didn't mess with me. God bless you. I'm praying for you all. Right. You don't have to like me. You don't have to prove of me. Don't be intimidated, intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God who? Even by God himself. Powerful. Let's stop on that verse, and we'll get started again next week. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes tonight, if you would, please. Lord God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for time in your presence. We thank you. Oh, man, that really... That really fell deep within me, Lord. That fell on good ground within me. We are fighting for the faith together. We are co-laborers in Christ Jesus. We are fellow workers and we're fellow believers. Father, I thank you for the people here tonight and those listening in and tuning in on the live stream and those who are going to listen to the audio later. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you are the God who keeps his covenant promises for a thousand generations. That means forever. I thank you that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is there anyone in the house tonight at the sound of my voice or those tuning in on the live stream? You say, man, I just need to get my heart right with God. Is there anyone in the house who says, I just want to be right with God. I've accepted Jesus, but I've had some struggles. If you raise your hand, I'll pray with you tonight. We'll pray as a family. Is there anybody in the house? And I'll pray with you. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Let's pray tonight. Let's repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me. Draw me close to you. Your word says, if I seek you, I will find you. If I knock, the door will be opened. If I ask, 
it shall be given unto me. I believe tonight. And I trust you, Lord. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Is there anybody in the house that needs special prayer for anything? Please raise your hand. And you don't have to tell me what it is. If you want to, you can. I'll be happy to pray with y'all. Pray for you and your family. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's good enough. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Got y'all. Yes, ma'am. Got you. We're going to agree tonight. Let's do this. Let's stand together in faith and let's agree. Let's pray and let's believe. Father, right now, the petitions that we raised and lifted before your throne tonight by brothers and sisters in this house, Lord, and those even on Facebook Live, we lift those prayers and petitions to you right now in Jesus' name. We agree and we know according to your word, whatsoever we ask in Jesus' name, according to your will, you will give it to us. We pray believing and we thank you in advance for the answers, whatever it is, healing, relationships, finances, Lord, we know that it's all taken care of according to your word. If we will just line ourselves up with your word, align ourselves with what you've said. Now, God, give us wisdom to find verses that cover our case, verses that tie into what we are praying for. If it's financial or relational or emotional, physical healing, whatever it is, we believe, God, even emotional healing, we believe, and I thank you, Lord, that you've heard our prayers. We trust you tonight. You know what these needs are, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.